Morissette from Seattle, Washington. She's in the sales and home improvement industry. Welcome everybody to the Lunch Break Podcast. I'm your host. It's your boy Mason. Let's get it. Uh, I would like to talk to Melissa a little bit. Her and I met uh, a couple years ago um, and she's just such an amazing woman, amazing entrepreneur, uh, such, such great talent. Um, so Introduce yourself, Melissa. Tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Ashad. Thank you so much. It's an honor to uh, be on the podcast, and um, I just want to say I value you as a friend and somebody that's really inspired me. I uh, I've done a lot of great things. I think because of your influence. So I'm honored to talk with you today, and um, just want to put that out there first. But Thank you. Little... I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been a great journey these couple of years, and you've inspired me too. You've been very supportive uh, behind the scenes, so I appreciate that. Well, yeah, it's. Um, I think one thing about you, Ashad, is I've always noticed that you are always looking at ways and growing and growing yourself um, personally and professionally, and you've been uh, also very vulnerable, which I think allowed me and maybe some more of our friends to be more vulnerable because you were not afraid to share very personal things. And I think that that um, allows people to grow. And a lot of people don't think that. They think if they share it, it's going to stop them or hurt them. But I think releasing things and just acknowledging stories just allows others to identify and move on on their journey also. Yeah, you know, I I value when people could be vulnerable and raw. Mm -hmm. I feel people mask too much, like they put on a brave face and they feel, oh, I need to be strong or I need to like not open up. But um, I think it's just a, a beautiful thing to open up. And that's when that's when authentic conversations happen. That's where growth happens. So uh, I just find that that's that's necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that stand out about you is, you know, you're a parent and, you know, you're, you juggle your entrepreneurial life, your personal life, um, and professional life. So how do you do it? How, how, how do you be a parent and entrepreneur at the same time? Uh, well, um, I'll be real honest. It's, it's not easy at all. <laughs> um, I think I was really fortunate, uh, I would say I've been a single mom since about 2006, so that's some time. <laughs> and my my parents lived about five miles away from me when I was, you know, raising my children. And their dad was involved, but not as much. So I had I had my parents that were able to pick up my kids from school. They were able okay. to take them to different activities. Um, so I had a lot of friends, um, that were support to me. So when I would have hard times, I could rely on them, um, emotionally, um, and physically they could help me out also. 
So when they say like it takes a village to raise a child, um, it's really true. I I was working, I was going to school, and I did a lot of networking activities. Um, mm. So it it was a lot. Um, and then I had to make time for my children when they needed me. So it is definitely a balancing act. You know, if you're going to do work, then your family will, if you work more, your family will kind of struggle. If you spend too much time with the family, the work struggles. Mm. Um, and then going to school, you're trying to do that in between. So I would say I didn't get as much sleep. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in my late late twenties, early thirties, I um, and they said that when I you know was in school, they're like, you won't get all your laundry done. You're not going to get as much sleep. Um, but I I think being open with everyone who I worked with, who I went to school with, my family, and communication, I would say, is what helped me. I, okay. I would say, you know, I think everybody wishes they could be a better parent or they could do this or that. Um, my children, you know, are now like 21 and 19 and they're great kids. They're um, doing well in life. My daughter's in college and, you know, my son's worked and he's trying to figure out his way. Um, but he's a really great, bright young man and I know he'll find it. And then my son's four. So, um, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing now um, is working with site staff where I can work from home and then also doing my um, interior design and then also I sell, sell um, different home nice. improvement projects. So I do, even right now, I'm constantly having to look at my schedule and it's, it's not something that I've ever aced. It's a constant journey of trying to find the right rhythm for balancing life which i don't know if it could ever be balanced it's yeah it's been a constant struggle yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so 2006 to now mm -hmm. uh that's 14 years yeah um so 14 years of balancing all of those things now you mentioned networking how did you incorporate networking into your schedule, right? So you're raising the kids, you're working, you're going to school, you're doing all of these things. Um, the average person probably like, you know, I got too much on my plate. I, I don't got time to network. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a fact that, you know, in order to grow, you need to network and build relationships. So um, how did you incorporate that into your schedule? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people will not do networking, um, especially when you're in school. So when you're in school, like, you know, it probably depends on what field you're in, but for design, you definitely want to network because um, in the design market, there's not as many jobs. Um, so it's a little bit more competitive. Uh, a lot of people watch those HGTV shows and they think, you know, being a designer is glamorous and um when you go to design school, it's not, you're learning lots of technical hand drafting, CAD, and it's, it's really tough. So in order to really excel and get a job and thrive in the industry, you need to do an internship. You need to network with other people that will know about you. I wasn't the best designer. I, I wouldn't say I'm a bad designer. I just, there's a lot of competition. So there's always maybe somebody a little bit better. And the fact that I was a single mom, I didn't, get to spend as much time maybe making more beautiful renderings or more models than some other designers. 
So networking was really important for me, and I was involved. Um, I've always been involved in different clubs or organizations and served on boards. And so the reason why I joined IIDA, which is the International Interior Design Association, was specifically because then I'd have to go to events. Mm. <laughs> so I, I made this as kind of a, if I sign up and I'm, you know, the treasurer or I'm the vice president, because I had a lot of different roles, and mm-hmm. I had to be at the meetings because I was either leading or as part of the team. Nice. And, and you have to, it's something you have to do if you want to get into it. I know a lot of people that went to design school and they never got to practice. They never joined either a firm or started their own thing or worked for a company. They, yeah. they literally went to design school and then maybe they became like an accountant somewhere or did some other job that was right. not related. Yeah. <laughs> It happened. Well, you guys, I mean, everybody sees that people go to college and then they don't do what they went for. Um, so I think if you volunteer, if you join an organization, you are, you know, it looks great on your resume, but you're also around those people and they see your face. And then they see, um, you know, like when I did do events, there was one design gal that, you know, she was really honest. She said, like, you don't have the best portfolio, but she said, you're such a great leader. You're such, you're so great with the team because she saw how all the designers from my group were coming to me. And, um, but nice. I was in that, I was in that position. So she, she was kind of more like, you'd be good at management or project management. And, and you get nice. that. It's, um, you know, as a designer, it's subjective, right? Everybody mm-hmm. has a different view. You could have yeah. three professionals look at a portfolio and tell you three different things. Um, So you have to decide what it is you're going after and then tailor whatever you're doing towards that. And I think that's like networking. If, if you want to be, you know, um, an accountant, then probably go hang out with accountants and go to their meetings and meet them. And, you know, I've invited professionals to coffee to learn more from them. Mm. So I think being open and really, putting yourself out there and then, you know, offering to do things for free. Like I did an internship and then I learned so much. And I think through all my uh, networking, I've gotten jobs from people either that were in IIDA or they were somebody I went to school with, or they just knew, they knew who I was as a person. When we did a project, they knew like I was going to finish that project. They knew how I was on it. So it's, it's, um, I think vital right now, like, especially with things going on, I think we have to do things that are a little bit more out of the box. And if we can't go network in person, we sure can network on LinkedIn, I think. (laughs) There's a lot of opportunities, uh, you know, different events uh, through Zoom and virtually. In fact, I'll use this two things. Uh, July 17th, that's a Friday, at noon, we're going to host a lunch break podcast event. Nice. Um, so if people can come out for that, that's awesome. Another thing is, uh, before I say my second point, I want to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, would you consider yourself extroverted or introverted? That's, that's always interesting because <laughs> I, I wouldn't define myself. That's one thing about me is I don't think I ever fit one category. <laughs> so I would say. Okay, so there's a, there's a thing called an ambivert, which is like in the middle, where yeah. you're kind of extroverted sometimes and then, you know, you're introverted sometimes. So there's introvert, 
ambivert and then extrovert. And ambivert is kind of both. Yeah, I would I would say I don't know too much about that, but I would I would say I'm probably that one because okay. I'm not a type A personality. I'm okay. probably more type B, but I'm very social and I'm not afraid to make a fool of myself. I'm not afraid of being judged or kind of stepping out there. Um, yeah. But I'm not somebody that has to talk louder than everybody or be the center of attention. Mm. I yeah. can, yeah, I can be both. So without, this is the point I want to make to the community and the audience that was listening. No matter if you're a man or woman, introverted, extroverted, networking and building relationships is so important. Um, so that's the, the plug I'll put in right now. Um, even though it's quarantine, you know, it's not big events happening, um, still tap into virtual events online, whether it's webinars or seminars or happy hours, whatever it is. Um, choose, obviously, choose wisely, but put yourself out there, like Melissa said. Mm -hmm. um, another point you made, too, was you, you joined an organization, you work for, you know, you, you volunteered. I volunteered in 2018 with something called LinkedIn Local. Yeah. And, you know, that was such a fun ride. Um, and I never did anything like that before. Most of the stuff, you know, I, I was I was always thinking, okay, in order to build my resume and my profile and to be an asset, I need to work. I never thought of volunteering, but I think I read an article somewhere that says, oh, volunteering can also build your profile. So I'm like, okay. So then I heard about this LinkedIn local thing, and they called it a host, but I felt more like I was more like a chapter president where, like, you know, I got a, you know, like a, a group of like eight people and like, listen, guys, let's plan events. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we start putting the word out there. We start planning events. Uh, and I did it for about a year. Did it for about a year. I did, I think I did about four or five events in a year's time. Um, a lot of hours behind the scenes. The first event had like a hundred and some people. Um, or maybe if you, didn't include the people I knew, maybe 70 people I did not know. Um, and I'm like, wow, like that's pretty, that's pretty amazing to like host an event, 70 people show up. Um, and, and, and LinkedIn Local was a fun ride. And I know you did LinkedIn Local. So what, what was your experience like with, with LinkedIn Local? How did you, how did you enjoy that? Well, I, first I have to say that uh, you inspired me, Sean. So that's, that's when, of many ways you've inspired me, but I remember when you were talking about it, I remember thinking like, well, that's awesome that Shaw did it, but like, I, I can't do that. And I remember you just talking to me and just saying, yeah, you can, like, you should do this. And you, you told me more than just once, you know, I think we had a few conversations and then you, you actually introduced um, Anna to me and then through Anna, um, Justin and, um, Ahmad were so kind to let me join them because they had already been in the works of planning an event. And so then um, I was able to do it here in Seattle and it's it's an amazing event. If anyone has ever done a LinkedIn local, um, I just, I enjoyed it so much. The speakers are awesome. Uh, my team that I work with is awesome. And then I've met 
so many great people just through the events and then um, need to see them come back again. And then people that, you know, I communicate online with LinkedIn and post, um, then, they, you know, they come to the event and you meet them in person. And it's just a really great opportunity. I think everyone should keep doing that. And um, yeah, I wouldn't have done it without you, Ashad. And I think, that's where I would say, like, your vulnerability, you're like, let's just do it. Let's go for it attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's really inspired me. So thank you, because I would, I honestly would never have put myself out there to try to do that because I didn't think that maybe I was qualified to do a LinkedIn local. Um, I think we all, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm all that, you know, so I think sometimes we have to have people like you in our lives that, um, that tell us, oh yeah, you can do that. Like, go for it. I think, like, like your attitude of like, just go do something, just go try it. Um, it just inspires me. Like, there's so many times, you know, through our conversations, because we had our group where we met, where we had James and Melvin and Dora, you and I, where we would meet and talk. And that group was amazing because I felt like every time we had that meeting, I was learning something. I was growing as a person. And then I got to hear everybody else kind of talk about where they were at, where they wanted to go. And we all just really meshed well. And I think we all grew through our conversations. So that's yeah. very thankful. Yeah, so there's two things I'll say. The first is, uh, I'll use this as a plug to tell people in the community to just go for it. Um, whether it's, you know, you think about hosting an event or maybe there's a job that you want to apply for and maybe you feel like you're not the most qualified for, you know, do your research, customize your resume, go for it. You never know. Um, business endeavors, side hustles, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough capital. Um, I don't know too much about this industry. Just go for it. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to try. Like for me with LinkedIn Local, I had my fears and doubts. I was like, I don't know what this is about. And I heard about it. I was passionate about it. And I'm like, I'm going to just do it. And, you know, that, like, helped me to see, like, what I was capable of. And I, I was like, wow, like, event planning, event management, you know, public speaking, like, these things are talents of mine that I didn't really know that I had. Uh, and then LinkedIn Local, after a year of experience with that, it actually helped me to land a job at Metro Cowork. That wasn't the yeah. sole reason, but the fact that I had that on my resume, I was able to talk about event management and, you know, leading the team and this and that and being on the board. It, it was it was it was definitely an asset. And now I volunteer with uh, something called Disrupt um, HR. And I'm under the chapter Rock, so just wrote HR Rock. And, you know, I've been on the board for about a year and some change. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, and so I feel like if someone, you know, they, they, they may feel uh, unqualified. I feel a lot, a lot of people may feel that way. Just go for it. Just go for it. And then with Melvin and James Buckley, uh, Deborah, you and myself, like I miss when we used to all get together and have our, you know, Zoom meetings and brainstorm because we did it, what, a year straight, year and a yeah. half straight? Yeah, something like that. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was it was a beautiful thing. And so mm -hmm. shout out to all of them. Um, I know. They're all so great you. professionals doing doing great. 
And uh, it's great that we all just stay connected over over the years, and we've been connected now. I know. It's just, yeah, it's um, something a little bit rare. I feel like, you know, like, you think of, like, tribes, right? So, like, you, you do have different tribes in life, and I definitely value our tribe that, our networking tribe, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that till I was like, oh, wait, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now it's, so, um, yeah. So we talked about the parenting we talked about LinkedIn local networking. What are you up to now? What are you, oh, yeah. what are so, you up to now? Yeah, so I'm, uh, and because of LinkedIn, um, Bill Jennings, who is the CEO of Site Stuff Chat, um, him and I had been, you know, friends on LinkedIn for a while, and he kind of told me about the opportunity of doing outside sales. Um, so that's what I'm doing now, and I have a really awesome team. Um, it's a, a lot of intelligent men and um, females that are on the team. And I think we have a group meeting every morning. Um, and it's just so inspiring because I get to listen to how they're doing different um, projects. We're all involved together. And it feels like a unity. Um, and so it, I think when you're in those kind of teams, it, it inspires you when someone's doing well. You're like, oh, wow, like, I want to be doing that. Like, what do you do? So we're always talking with each other and trying to improve and being vulnerable with each other, um, critiquing each other and helping each other. Um, everybody on my team I have called and talked with kind of outside of meetings, and they've, like, helped or coached me. And this position is very new to me, Ashad, so I am learning a lot. Most of my background in sales has been um, business to customer. Um, I've had a few where it's like business to business, but not to this extent. So I'm really growing and learning a lot. And there's some days where I feel a little bit defeated because it's kind of like you, you walk into something that you may not know too much about. And so you're like, oh man, I gotta learn this, I gotta learn that. Um, but it's exciting because there's always gonna be something to learn. And I think our culture and the, our chat hosts are like one of a kind. And that's the biggest thing for me because I am selling, but at the same time, I'm not really selling anybody until I earn the right to sell, sell to them. And I really love that. That is not easy, right? Because everybody can pitch something and it can sound great and fabulous, but we actually have to perform in order to be able to sell. And I really love that because I feel good about that. And that's kind of where my integrity lies with what I'm doing. That's amazing. Um, you know, I would love to actually have bill on the podcast if he's yeah. open to it that would be amazing he would love it yeah uh i also you know one thing with the lunch break podcast not only do you know we do podcasts but one of the things we're working on which you know i'll talk to maybe i can talk to you guys off offline about it too but you know we're open to exclusive referral partnerships yes um i know you and i kind of chatted about that a little bit um, and so we'll figure out how that looks, yeah. um, but even just naturally, even if, you know, we refer you and we don't get any, uh, compensation, that's fine. But we do want to work something out where 
we can build something organic, yeah. but also build something that has monetary value at the same time. Uh, out of respect for, you know, James Bodden, he's been doing this for, you know, a couple of years or so. And it's been pure about the community, uh, you know, no hidden agenda. And not that this is a hidden agenda, but I'm like, you know, there's, there's benefit in doing something that benefits others, but also, you know, can be a side project that also bring us a revenue. So, uh, I look forward to that to see how that turns out. I don't know what that all looks looks like, but yeah, I would love, I would definitely love to have Bill on. I would love, definitely love to have him on. Um, now you yeah. also you mentioned site staff. Tell me a little bit more about what you guys do, and then I know um, interior design is something you're passionate about as well. Yes, yeah. So a little bit about site staff is basically just to put it pretty easy for anyone to understand is when you go and visit a website, there's sometimes somebody there to greet you, but sometimes there's not. And so some people and some businesses, they put a lot of money into marketing. And so they're spending a lot to get people to their site, but the average person probably wouldn't spend more than, you know, eight seconds on a website. And so you have a very limited time to capture that visitor. So basically what we are is just a receptionist to the visitor. And then we are able to communicate with our chat host. And they're college educated. They're, um, everybody in our company works in the US. So culture is very easy to understand. We have, you know, I'm in Seattle, our office is in Denver. We have a chat host that's in Missouri. Um, everybody lives a little bit differently because we are digital, we can work remotely. Um, but basically what we do is we get the visitors that are visiting and we can convert them to your customers. And so that's very powerful because we are working to earn each company more money. And if we don't, then you know we're not gonna be the right fit for you. But that's our whole goal. And so all of our clients, um, especially right now, we have like a 30-day free trial. But anybody that we work with, um, there's really no risk for them. Um, we're just about creating more money for them. And I like that. I don't feel like, you know, I'm not selling something that somebody's not going to use or benefit from. That what I'm selling is going to enhance their business. It's going to enhance their company so they can do other things with the money that we earn for them. And that's very powerful. Um, not a lot of products out there can do things like that. So, um, and I get to work with a great team who's very authentic and very kind. Everybody on my team is who they are. Um, you know, no one's wearing a mask and they all have different personalities. And I just think that that's, really great for me because I don't, I don't want to be with people that on a team that I don't know how they're going to respond or react. I want to know like who they are and I want to know how to communicate well with them so we can all be successful. Yeah. You know, this is amazing. What you guys do is amazing. It's so simple, but powerful, mm -hmm. you know, the turning website visitors into customers, Yeah. you know, that's just amazing. Like it's, who wouldn't want to turn website visitors to customers? Like everybody, you know, you put a lot of effort into designing the website and how it's going to look and colors and this and that and buttons, where should a button go? But 
what you guys do is just an added feature and you guys, you know, do the work and I just put money in both pockets. It's a win-win-win situation. So that is amazing. It's amazing what you guys do. Um, and anybody out there that's, you know, have a website and you're like, man, how do I get my marketing and my sales up? How do I get things? How can I get my, you know, marketing efforts to see more results? It seems like what you guys do um, can help companies take their sales to the next level. So um, that's amazing yeah. what you guys do. And we, we do network with a lot of different companies. So if somebody was struggling with marketing and they didn't have that visitor account that they really need, we could definitely help them refer them to um, different parties that would be able to help them. So we're really just about helping people. You know, we're really about being servants first. And we really, you know, do a lot of stuff um, without any expectation in the front. Like if we can be a resource and just help people, and just build um, on that, then I feel like we're doing our job. Um, sales will always come. I've always found that, you know, when you do your work and you do perform, that, you know, just naturally comes. Um, and so that's what I, I'm excited to be about that because to me, then I feel like my purpose is really to help other people and help businesses. And, and I get to learn a lot about different businesses, which I have a background, I have a master's in business. so. I'm excited. So, you know, I have my master's in business and then, you know, we've talked a little about, about design. Design has been my life and it's been what's carried me to this point in my family <laughs> and it's been design and sales. And so I get to, I have a bachelor's in interior design. So I get to, you know, be a designer, be somebody in sales. And then, you know, now I feel like I'm really fulfilling that, <clears throat> you know, having that master's degree too. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, sales is awesome. I've I've been in sales for I was in sales for seven years, and uh, you learn a lot of interpersonal skills, mm -hmm. and you just look for win-win situations. You know, um, sometimes sales may not have the best reputation, but uh, when people do it right, it's definitely a win-win. And for me, it definitely has helped me to um, build relationships with people because you gotta be able to communicate and articulate what you're thinking um, and resonate and build rapport with people. Um, and I feel sales has, I don't know what kind of person I would be if I wasn't in sales. I'm not saying like, oh, sales is why I am who I am, but it definitely plays a role and how I communicate and how I connect with people. Would you say would you say sales has helped you in that way? Oh yeah, I mean, I've been in, I've been in sales since I was 18. So I have sold shoes, I've sold jewelry, I've sold makeup, I've sold custom furnishings, you know, projects, kitchens, baths, and iron railings, um, anything, home furnishings, like anything you can imagine inside your house, plumbing, um, like I said, carpentry, um, and done design. And then I've sold, you know, very high-end products. I've sold a lot of luxury products. And so I've learned so much about sales. Um, it's my life. I'm thinking, even if you're not in sales, you're still selling, and you yeah. need to know 
you know, if you're going to sell yourself for a job, like you're still selling. So I think sales is something that introverted people need to know if they think, oh, you know, I'm technical. I don't need to know sales. It's like, we're all selling something every day. You know, you're, you're selling yourself to the people that you work with, the people that are your customers that you might not realize are your customers. Um, one place I worked at, this is a good example, is um, a really nice commercial furniture company. And the IT person, you know, he pretty much told me, because I kept saying, thank you, help me so much, because I always struggled with technology. And he's like, oh, no, like, you're my customer. Like, my job is to help you. And that always, like, stuck out in my mind. You know, he was my coworker. And he didn't have to have that attitude, but his attitude was always really positive. And if he couldn't get to me right away, you know, he'd be like, oh, you know, I have to finish this task and you're, you're in my line. And he just, <laughs> yeah, he just, he just treated me like I was a customer and I was like, wow, like, thanks, you know? And, and that's the kind of attitude I think that makes you successful. Like he did a great job and, you know, he was moving on up in the company, but it's, it's those kind of things where you might not think like that's your customer because like I was his coworker, I worked in the same company as him. Right. But he knew like if he performed well for me and everybody that worked there, that it just helped him also because he was doing a great job for us. And it also helped the company because everybody was able to move forward and keep working and they weren't hung up on technology and I mean, to me, that's something very simple to look at as in sales, but I think that because people could think like, well, I've never sold anything. I'm not in sales, but I think that's a good example. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the last thing I'll ask you, um, what is one tip you would give to um, parents out there, whether they want to start a business, maybe they have a business or they work full time? but they also, you know, are raising children. What is, what is one tip that you would give, give them? Well, so this is going to be different maybe from what it sounds like. <laughs> so I, I had a friend actually just did a post on LinkedIn and he sent me this image and I've been talking to, so it's real funny that we're on this conversation today. And it's a really cool post. Basically it says how, you know, we're all struggling, whether it's like your family life, your work life, um, you know, friends, all these kinds of things. And then there's like your spirit, like just how you can perform. And then basically, like if you let go of work, it will bounce back. But all those other categories, like they could shatter. And so I've always been a big advocate. Um, in my career, I have, you know, worked a lot of different jobs and I have advanced myself. But part of that, I think, is also being a single mom. So I would say um, my spirit is what I'm able to perform and operate. So I would say to a parent, like, make sure your spirit is, is well, that you, you take care of you so that you can take care of everybody else. And then I would say, you know, work is a very important, but your family should come first. Um, I would say, you know, I'm a little bit older now. I'm 42. So my son's 21. My daughter's 19. My little guy's four. So I'm doing like a second round of uh, parenting. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm really more cognitive. I think my goal for next year will be um, 
you know, working around my son. I, I don't know with the current climate, if preschools or daycares or things will be open. I'm not sure what's yeah. going on. So um, I would say for that parent, make sure your spirit is great. And then, you know, create the life you want um, and make sure your family is first. And I think work, I think companies honestly are really, I see a lot of companies taking in that culture that they know that if their employee is happy and their family is kind of taken care of, that that, that employee will thrive. Um, but that would be my advice. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing advice. That's amazing advice. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, we covered so many points, you know, being a parent, entrepreneur at the same time, uh, doing what you got to do to provide. Uh, that's awesome. And I feel those who listen uh, can take away some good things. Then we talked about LinkedIn Local. Um, and not just LinkedIn Local, but volunteering your time um, for an organization. And that can help your career, your skill sets. Um, so anyone that's listening in, you know, and they're like, you know, maybe you got some free time volunteer for an organization, help plan events or whatever capacity that you can serve uh, that can help you build your profile. And then we talked about what you, you were up to lately. You know, with site staff, what you guys are doing is phenomenal. Um, and so if anyone needs, you know, their uh, visitors on their website to turn to customers, you know, people who can reach out to you. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way? to reach out to you? Well, they can call me, they can email me, they can do a Zoom meeting with me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, you know, if you're yeah. friends with Ashad and you're seeing this, um, I'm connected to Ashad, so you could reach out to Ashad and he could introduce us. Um, I, I am more than happy to talk to anybody. Um, you know, at any time, and if I can't, I'll schedule a time, but I do feel like conversations are very powerful. I, I've noticed a lot of people, you know, my new role are really hesitant to have conversations. But I would say, you know, I'm somebody that's networked a lot with a lot of different people, and I'm really a giver. So I would love to help. If I can't be of service to somebody, I would love to help connect them to somebody that can. Um, I think yeah. that's what life is about: is just really helping other people and. Um, you know, being authentic and being who you really are because life's short and um, I want to, I want to live my spirit to the fullest. So I'd love to help anybody any way that I can. Awesome. Uh, do you have a calendar link? Um, I don't yet, but I've been thinking about doing that. Yeah. I'm a little new to technology. So. Oh, okay. Cause there's a, there's yeah. an app called Calendly. Yeah. I know a lot of people use that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so if you had a calendar calendar link, I feel most people are more apt to click on a link, schedule with you, versus if, you know, if I was to put, like, a phone number or email up, they might be hesitant to, to do that. So, um, yeah, I'll, I will create this a is, post. This is, why you're, this is why you're in my life, Ashad. You're always, <laughs> you know, people, like, they're listening to this, Ashad has always been, like, 
kind of putting himself out there doing it first and then being like hey like you should do linkedin like <laughs> i said i want to do a podcast now ashad's doing the podcast and <laughs> have a calendar because you know so thanks Ashad. <laughs> that's awesome so yeah i'll i'll uh, i will make a post today um uh, just to give you a shout out then um you know other content will come out so yeah. again melissa thank you for being on the podcast I am your host, it's your boy Mason, and uh, stay tuned to next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lunch and Drink Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories on their lunch breaks. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, share on social media, and make sure you come back for more episodes on Season 4 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where business is personal.